Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, uh, that song illustrates my life quite a lot. <laughs> when I first came to be born again, when I gave my heart to the Lord, I was in a church. Um, and I didn't really have any function, really. And uh, I suppose after about a couple of years, I was invited to be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. And that's where I started out, shaking hands with people every morning, on a Sunday morning, as they walked into church. A lot of wet fish stuff at the time, you know. (laughs) You know what a wet fish is. There's no life in it. <laughs> but, but you see, that's the thing. You can resuscitate people with a handshake, can't you? <laughs> it's a wonderful thing. The power of God is present to resuscitate people. <laughs> I don't know whether it's anybody here that's on life support this morning, but <laughs> we all are in a... In a <laughs> In an element, <laughs> I am, I know, <laughs> I'm pushing the boundaries, but you see, <laughs> God is my re- re- refuge. <laughs> I don't know whether it's working now, Pete, is it? <laughs> it was working, though. Was it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> the, one pers- the one person can't, who's, who's on the microphone can't really hear what's going on, to be honest. But they are, bless the Lord. So... I praise God this morning. I'm here. Uh, but I'm still greeting people when they come in. Hallelujah. You see, any of the gifts or functions that God gives you are never redundant. Hallelujah. You just build on what you've got all the while. There's always something new with God. You know, and I've been going on for 64 years, the last time I counted, I think, with God. And there's always something new. You'd think he'd have run out of ideas by now. But he hasn't. Hallelujah. And that's the, that's the wonderful thing about being a Christian. It's vibrant. There's always something new. There's nothing, nothing old and in, the, in a rut about it. You know, you're, you've always got something fresh. Father, I just asked you this morning for something fresh. In every life. In my life, Lord. Hallelujah. As I share. Because... I'm totally dependent on you, Lord. Hallelujah. I might have a few notes here, but Lord, but I'm useless with notes, Lord. I just have to spontaneously erupt as you give me unction, Lord. Hallelujah. You know that. Hallelujah. That's the wonderful thing. God knows you. He knows you. He knows how to make you function. Hallelujah. Praise God. I better put some glasses on, I suppose. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we, uh, I felt during the week that we should look into the, the Good Shepherd. The Good Shepherd. We've been studying about David, and he was a good shepherd. Um, but he was just the forerunner of the Good Shepherd. Hallelujah. And if you want to go to John 10 with me, John Gospel chapter 10 with me, we'll get, we'll get started. And just to set the scene, in John's Gospel chapter 9, 
it finishes off, it says, if you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remaineth. Talking to the, to the Jews that were around him, who were accusing him of all sorts of things, but Jesus was very forthright. Sometimes it may have offended people, but he did it in the right spirit. Now, when, when we are forthright with people, do we offend them because we're in the wrong spirit? I think we sometimes do. I know I do. Um, you see, Jesus used to do things in a, in a kind, a measured way. He would tell the truth, but there wouldn't be any edge on it. Hallelujah. That's what I like about Jesus. When he cuts, he heals. Hallelujah. That's the wonderful thing about the sword of the spirit. When it cuts into you, as it passes through you, the rear blade draws the cut together and it heals. Bless the Lord. So God, he does get on my case. I'm sure he gets on your case. And sometimes he cuts pretty hard on us. But he's always a healing thing that flows with the cut. Hallelujah. And we never miss what he cuts off. That's the, that's the wonderful thing. When God cuts something off out of your life, you don't miss it, do you? Because you see how redundant it was. Anyway, that's a throwaway, wasn't it? So we'll start chapter 10, verse 1. And, and see, seemingly, Jesus starts in the middle rather than starting at the beginning. Uh, Verily I say unto you, he, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber, but he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. You see, a lot of people think there's many ways to heaven. You know, there's books, thousands of books been written on how to get to heaven. But there's only one way to get to heaven, that's through Jesus, the great shepherd. We have to come to him, and we have to enter into the, to the sheepfold, which is God's family, through him. Hallelujah. He is the door. Nobody comes to the Father but by me, Jesus says. Hallelujah. So if you haven't come by Jesus, you haven't come. You haven't made it. Without Jesus, you're nothing. Without Jesus, you can be nothing. But once you get him in your life, you can do all things and be anything. I've not found anything in my life that I couldn't be if I really wanted to. He gives you the inspiration for whatever you're doing. Hallelujah. I, I was a designer for Ford for many years. And I I'm, I'm never cease to be amazed at the inspiration which the Holy Spirit can give you in a creative way to make things work. That's the wonderful thing, because Jesus is not just interested in your spiritual life, he's interested in your whole physical life. Hallelujah. And when we move, and when we speak, and when we do things, he is behind it. You know, uh, I went home a little disappointed on Thursday afternoon, the guys will tell you, I couldn't find a wire I was looking for. <laughs> just doing, we're doing a bit of wiring here. I know I had it somewhere, I had it all safe. Do you, ever, do you ever lose things and they're all safe and you can't find them because you put them somewhere where it's safe? 
and I lay in bed the night before, or the night, next night, Friday, Friday night. No, Thursday night. No, it was Friday night, sorry. And I'd been ruminating over this all day on Friday. Where the heck is this, screw, uh, this wire? And I woke up on Saturday morning with the answer. It's in that little sh- chromium-plated box back there at the back of the hall. It was in there. Now, how did that happen? You know, you might say, well, your brain got cleared out over the, overnight or whatever it was. But I believe the inspiration of God comes into your life. He speaks to you, you see. He speaks to you through things that happen in your life. Hallelujah. He teaches us lessons all the while. He says, why don't you ask me? I know where everything is. But we say, well, that's too, that's too unimportant for God to tell you where that wire was. But he's interested in where, where everything is. He's interested in extending your opportunities in life. Hallelujah. Giving you more than you had before. God is the God of more. And more than you can think or ask or even see in your mind's eye. God is greater than that. And it says here, when he put his forth his sheep, verse 4, he goeth before them. Now, I don't know how many people have watched people herding sheep uh, on telly or whatever it is and have this dog come by, way, and all this stuff, and the dog's directing the pathway of the sheep. But Jesus is not like that. He doesn't drive us. He leads us. Hallelujah. He doesn't expect you to go somewhere where he isn't going with you. Hallelujah. Too often we get... We leave him behind because we don't see the importance of him. And you know, this is what he's trying to teach us. He will lead us into all... It says, what's the scripture says? He will lead us into all truth. And truth is a very precious substance. Hallelujah. When you know the truth, it sets you free. Hallelujah. And that's sometimes the truth about yourself, you see. Some people say, well, the truth's in the Bible, you, you learn all the truth, and you're very religious, and it sets you free. Well, I haven't found that, personally. The things that set me free is when God shows me something about myself, the truth about me, that I see myself in a different light, and then it sets me free, because I can see, I can see self. I can see self, and I can see God. Hallelujah. In all of our lives, there's too much of me, I, <laughs> and myself, isn't there? Hallelujah. Forgot that one, didn't I? But there you are, we got there. That's, it's a wonderful thing to have a helper, isn't it, my wife? <laughs> but you see, that's the wonderful thing. So, and then it says, He put his forth his sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. Hallelujah. Now that's the wonderful thing. We know him because we know what he says. We know him because of the Bible. You can only know God as you know the Bible. 
Hallelujah. Because there's many representations of God and things that people say and do, but they're not necessarily him. I'm not going to get into uh, other people's problems, but it's our problem that we need to um, we need to address. We need to know his voice. See, there's some things that God won't say and won't do and won't lead us into. Hallelujah. We have to know the voice so that we follow him. Hallelujah. You see, we follow his path and not our own path. We can hear, you know, I don't know, does your, does your being speak to you sometimes? Does he tell you something? The, the me part, and the myself part, it's not fair, Lord. What about me? Poor old me. But you see, God is dealing with us on a different realm of to that. I thank God for that. And then we get to verse 6, and it says, This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake. You see, they weren't able to receive this message that Jesus had for them. Their ears were stopped. Their heart wasn't open to God. And this is the, the, the whole issue with hearing God's voice. Your heart has to be open. It has to be through the heart, not through the intellect, through the mind. We have to hear through our heart. They couldn't hear because their hearts hadn't been rejuvenated through the power of the Holy Spirit. We can hear because we have a heart within us which God has rejuvenated. He said, I'll put a new heart in you. Hallelujah. We have got a new heart. We might not have a new mind, but we have a new heart. And if we follow the heart leading in our life, our mind gets refurbished as well. Because <laughs> God speaks to our heart. Hallelujah. As anybody who, who's uh, sort of virtuous woman will know. God speaks to our heart. She speaks to our heart. And we find, we find something that develops within us which is called love. And we love God because he first loved us. Then it goes on in verse 7. Verily I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that came, ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door by me. If any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Isn't that wonderful? I don't know about you, I love abundant life. Hallelujah. It's great. It's always an abundance with God. He's the God of more, as I said to start with. And then Jesus is saying in verse 9, I am the door. If any man enter in, he shall be saved. So this morning, we have the opportunity of entering in 
through the door, which is Jesus, into eternal salvation. It, so, it even says that by him shall we be saved. And then it says, go in and go out and find pasture. That's the wonderful thing. See, we're not stuck in a, in a holy huddle, in a, in a sheep cot somewhere with Jesus. We go out and he goes with us. That's the wonderful thing, isn't it? He's, he's trusting us to go out and do the right thing. And he, he's, he's so good to us. I am the good shepherd, he says. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. You see, he died for the sheep. Hallelujah, he died for you and me. Don't know about you, I don't know what I would be doing today if it wasn't for his death for me. Hallelujah, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be talking to you. Then verse 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and know of mine. So this is a wonderful thing. We sing that song, he knows my name. He knows your name. He knows my every thought. Hallelujah. He knows. See, God knows you. I had a bit of a revelation recently. You know, you read the... I've said this before, but it's worth repeating, I think. You read about the ten virgins, don't you? Five wise, five foolish. The foolish, we know, turned up too late to go to the wedding feast. And Jesus said to them, um, the bottom line of it is, I never knew you. But you see, when we come to Jesus like this, it specifically says he knows us. So we can't be the five foolish. No way can we be the five foolish. We're the wise. Why does everybody have to dwell on the fact that they, they were cut off the foolish very sad situation but it doesn't apply to the born again sons and daughters of God it doesn't apply, it doesn't apply and you will see people manipulate the word of God to make you feel guilty that you might miss out and you might not when you get to that door God might not remember you well God's got a good memory I want to tell you if he says he knows us, he knows us he isn't going to turn the word round This is the wonderful thing about this word. That's what I was talking about earlier on. We know God because we read his word. And we stand four square on the word of God. Hallelujah. Because if you read it in here, and you get it in the right context, it's, it's money in the bank. If you misinterpret what God is saying, it can be a curse. Because uncertainty is a curse. But we can be certain. If you're born again this morning, be certain that God knows you. And he will not deny you. No matter what you did, David did some pretty awful things. You know, read the Bible. All these things. God, God didn't cut him off. He, he, in fact, he promoted him. Because of his heart. His heart. And this is the wonderful thing, if you've got Jesus in your heart, 
You aren't going to do everything perfectly, but you are going to survive, and God's, it's God's job to bring you to glory. It's the Holy Spirit's job to make sure you get there. Hallelujah. You might take a few detours. And then it says in verse 15, As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Satan did not take Christ's life on the cross. He laid down his life. I love the bit where they came to take him in the Garden of Gethsemane, and they said to Judas, which one is it? And uh, he, there was a bit of woolliness going on. And they said, are you the Christ? And he said, I am. Now you read the next bit. They, it says they fell backwards. <laughs> Hallelujah. They didn't come and take him. These were soldiers, swords and all the rest of it. It says they fell backwards. Hallelujah. They were laid out on the floor. And then Jesus had to say to them, what are you waiting for? I'm here. But he did instruct them a little bit. He says, you don't take my life. I lay it down. And Jesus laid down his life for you. Doesn't that move you in, in, a, in a miraculous way to know that he did it for you? He did it. We sing it. He did it all. So you and I could enter in. He became a sacrifice for all my sin. All my guilt and all my shame was laid on him. He did it all, so you and I. Should have gone down one, shouldn't I? <laughs> We're having lots of discussions of what key's right for what thing. But <laughs> you got it from the... And then it says in verse 17, Then, therefore doth my Father love me, because I lay down my life, that I might take it up again. Isn't that wonderful? No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. You see, He laid his life down, he died on the cross, and then he was instrumental in, in, in taking up his life again. He could do it. He was... The Son of God. Hallelujah. He took his life up again. Hallelujah. Didn't have to send angels down to resurrect him. He had the resurrection life within him. Even though he died for our sins, in him was life. Hallelujah. The Bible says, in him was life. What's the rest of it? Life was the light of men. Thank you, Tony. So It's lovely to have a reference. <laughs> for all the scriptures. Hallelujah. Right. We're going to go Hebrews 13, 20. It's only one verse. It says, Now the God of peace, this is Paul speaking, that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Hallelujah. You see, when that's uh, Hebrews 13, 20. You see, it's the blood. Hallelujah. Jesus had to die to shed his blood to create a covenant for us. You see, this is why we can be certain. God, 
cut a covenant with us, a blood covenant with us, through the blood of Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful? Hallelujah. We could have, we could have a little word in there, Selah. Just think about that. Hallelujah. I love that word, don't you? David puts it in every now and again, Selah. Now think about that. Now I'm going to terminate my session today. I'm going, we're going to Romans 8. Now, anybody who knows me knows I live in Romans 8, but I'm always fine. The wonderful thing about Romans 8, I'm always finding something new. Yes. Hallelujah. It's not just a dead letter, it's a living thing. Now, I want to, I want to introduce you to Romans 8 and 32. Wow. It's a powerful verse. You know, I've, I've read this scripture over and over again in Romans 8. But you can get something new out of it every time. This ties up with what I've been talking about. It says, He that spared not his only son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hallelujah. What a sentence that is. It's freely given. All things are freely given. Hallelujah. There's no limitation. God has not held anything back from us. Okay, there are some things that are not good for us. And they won't be coming our way. <laughs> if, I, if I wanted a million pounds and I had all these motives to do great things with a million pounds for God, it's not a reason for having a million pounds. If God has got something that he wants to fund through me, he will give me the funds to pass on. Hallelujah. But he's not going to make me or you or anybody else rich just to sit on the hoard and what look out for good things to do with it. Because God only gives funds for the things that are going to work for him. Hallelujah. So if you're looking for a, a Mercedes, I think Paddy was always looking for a Mercedes when I knew him back in the Fisker today. <laughs> I don't think he's looking for that. You've got one, have you? Yeah. (laughs) He's got one, see? Is it it a 17 plate? Oh, it's actually a... (laughs) There you are. Isn't it wonderful? So you got it. Amen. You've got a Jeep as well. Praise God. <laughs> All right, sound like your scrap merchant. <laughs> there we are. Sorry, I'm messing you about. I? Amen. <laughs> so, can you can you look at this verse with me? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not? with him also freely give us all things. What a provision we have with God. You will never suffer loss because God is providing for you. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you this morning for your word. 
scripture says it's quick and powerful. I pray, Lord, it will measure up to us, Lord, and work in our lives, Lord, that we might be perfected through the power of your Holy Spirit's work in us. Each one of us will know who we are and will know what is possible through you, Lord Jesus. And that as we reach out in faith, that we might receive the promises of God in fullness, we ask it, Lord Jesus. Freely he gives to each one of us. Hallelujah. You can't buy this, brother and sister. It's not available on eBay. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, precious Jesus, how lovely thou art. Come and abide in Break every fetter, thy face let me see, then thou shalt never be precious to me. Precious is he, Jesus, my Savior, is precious to me. You know, um, what I've been reading this morning is the shepherd from God's point of view. But if you want to read about the shepherd from your point of view, read the 23rd Psalm. Hallelujah. Because it was written by a man. What I've read just then was written by God. Because Jesus spoke it. But it's wonderful when you compare the two. I don't know whether you'd realise that. I hadn't realised that until I was, was researching this, that It was written by God, this. He decreed the good shepherd. But David knew about it a thousand years before, from his point of view. He didn't see Jesus, he didn't hear the word from Jesus, but he was able to tap in to God and receive the revelation. Hallelujah. Isn't that a wonderful thought, eh? You see, we don't know what the future holds, but we're able to tap into the future through the Spirit of God. And somebody might speak a word under the anointing at some point in the future, which we already knew. Isn't that wonderful? How many times do you go to a meeting and you hear something that God's already said to you? Isn't that wonderful? David had a revelation of Jesus. Hallelujah. How did he get it? I don't know, it's only come by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 
Isn't it wonderful to have a revelation of God in our hearts? Every day. If you want something from God, just ask him. I want a revelation, Lord. I want to know you more.